You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast today. We're so thankful that you're here. And thank you to everybody that prayed for me last week when I had my little hernia surgery. I'm feeling much, much better today. It's a a good day today. The pain has gone away. Hallelujah. So thank you for your prayers. And uh, we're going to just talk about a bunch of different things today because there's so many questions that people have been asking me. And we're going to get into some of the questions that you have on today's broadcast And then I'm going to talk about finding encouragement in Jesus Christ from a biblical perspective, finding encouragement in Jesus Christ in the middle of all the craziness in our world, all the madness, all the, all the things that people are so stressed out about and rightfully so, rightfully so, because it's very stressful times. And, you know, Mario and I on firepower, we talked about 2024 and three big issues that everybody needs to be concerned about. But at the same time, knowing how to find your peace in Christ, the peace that passes understanding, and knowing that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So this is the very delicate balance that we're walking right now. There's hope. Jesus is the hope. He is our very present help in time of need. We're not to grow weary in doing good. He's with us until the end of the age. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But at the same time, we're watchmen and we're seeing the Bible come to life. And so how do we balance all that out? I'm going to talk about that in the second half of the show, but let's get to some, some headlines here. If if, if we can, you know, uh, they're talking about Donald Trump and Biden, the rematch. And, you know, they're saying this, this is the mainstream corporate media now that's saying that Trump leads in like five swing States. So that's good. But why are they saying this? Why, why is the media who hates Trump, who, often uses what I call suppression polls, which are meant to discourage us, meant to meant to make us stay home, to make us think like we're losing in the polls. So why, are, why is it right now that they're sounding the alarm that these five swing states could go to Trump? I think they're trying to build this narrative out. And of course, the big question that everybody's asking, like, well, are we even going to have an election in 24? You know, it's the forbidden subject. You can't talk about it on social media. They'll take down your your post and, and give you a big, uh, you know, ding in your page. That's what they love to do. If I even talk about the elections, but people are very concerned about this election coming up as they should be. And the biggest question I get is, is it even going to happen? Are we even going to have a free and fair election? You know, most people don't think that it's fair and don't think that it's free. They think we'll probably have an election, but they think there's going to be shenanigans. And of course, where would they get that thought? Well, 2020, and a lot of the people that are on the right that have been, you know, sounding the alarm on this. But one of the problems is this often tells there, there's there's a lot of people that just say, well, then we'll just stay home because there's it's going to be rigged and forget it. There's no you know, that that is the worst thing we could do if there is an election, <laughs> which I think there will be. But there is a lot of things. There are a lot of things that could happen between now and between the election. We have a whole year. And we, we already see the world, you know, the world war drums beating with what's going on in Israel. I've, I've said this might not be 
Gog and Magog, but this certainly looks like it's a setup for that where the alignments are coming together. And that's, that's biblical prophecy literally coming to life before our eyes. I talked about this on the Sunday service. If you didn't watch it, you might want to go back. I got into Gog and Magog extensively and how similar the situation will be at that point to what we're looking at right now with the key alignments against Israel, the surprise attack. I mean, we're literally watching biblical prophecy happening before our eyes right now. I, I really believe that. And so this this whole thing in Israel just took it up like 10 notches. I mean, when we were talking about the war in Ukraine in Eastern Europe, that definitely had, uh, you know, areas where we should be concerned. I mean, obviously, it could go nuclear. Russia could expand. NATO and Russia could get into a full-on conflict, and we could essentially be at war with Russia. That was the concern there, and Russia's a, a nuclear-armed country with a pretty sophisticated military that they haven't really utilized up until this point with their newer technology. They've kind of sat back and let the war be fought uh, with some of their older equipment, and, and they've done pretty good. I know you won't hear that in the Western media, but uh, it's pretty much a stalemate. It's pretty much uh, they're saying now that Ukraine can't win this after they've lost like 300,000 people and how, how many billions of dollars have been funneled in there and how much equipment has been sent over there, how many munitions and, and tanks and equipment. And by the way, what, what position does that put us in as far as not having that equipment, not having, have we been able to uh, refill what we've sent over there? Have we been able to re-up in other words? And many people are saying we haven't. Of course, you got Biden who also... Uh, pretty much emptied out the strategic oil reserve, which that's concerning because that's a major advantage in a war scenario that we would need. And now that is diminished and depleted. So we've got our munitions depleted, according to a lot of people. We've got a lot of equipment that's been sent over to a quagmire, once again, uh, to a to a war that essentially we really can't win, according to most strategists, that we're losing, even though the Western media isn't saying that. Uh, you know, they basically have ran out of fighters at this point, uh, you know, in Ukraine. I mean, the military-aged men are all but gone now. And their society has been decimated, and we've sent billions of dollars over there. And, you know, people think it's very corrupt, and I think they're right about thinking that, uh, about what's going on over there. So, you know, that was the, the first area of concern. Now we're talking about the Middle East, which is on fire, and uh, so much for the Trump era where we saw peace, it, it, you know, David Accords being signed. I mean, just amazing things happening over there that are now uh, pretty much being unraveled day by day. And the world is turning on Israel. Of course, we're standing with Israel, at least publicly. But I think the U.S. is putting pressure. The Biden administration, you know, the Democrats today are, are torn on their support for Israel. A lot of Democrats like Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and, uh, you know, some of these other squad members, uh, Rashid Tlaib, and even Obama himself. Obama says, well, you know, we're both sides. You know, you know how he really thinks. We all know how he, Barack Hussein Obama, we all know what he really thinks. I remember Netanyahu saying that he was just impossible to deal with when he was president, that he was not on the side of Israel. And I bet you... You believe that just like I do, right? I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would believe that everybody in this audience would say that is probably the case because Obama, well, you know, <laughs> Manchurian candidate comes to mind. 
So, is he pulling the strings now? I think it's the people that pulled his strings that are pulling the strings. I don't think it's Obama, although I know Obama and Valerie Jarrett and all those people love to continue their just ridiculous, disgusting policies, anti-American policies. Tell us what you really think, Todd. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, now we're seeing the situation in Israel. So, we're going we're gonna to get to what this looks like. Is there going to be an election what, what is it going to look like as far as, um, you know, Trump versus Biden, if that really is what happens in the election? How how volatile, how how crazy is it going to get here in America? How, how bad is it going to get? Are we going to see riots in the streets again? Are we going to see, uh, you know, all different types of things like that? What is it going to look like? And then you got Iowa governor, um, you know, the Iowa governor uh, saying DeSantis is, her choice, Kim Reynolds, she's going to endorse Ron DeSantis. So that's interesting. Uh, President Trump has been testifying this week at his civil trial where they're trying to take down the entirety of the Trump empire. And uh, they're going after him at every single level possible. This is what they've done. Meanwhile, David Axelrod's telling Joe Biden to drop out. Of course, we got Newsom who I used to live in California, so I know Newsom pretty good as far as how he how he runs things, and we don't want a, a President Newsom. Let me tell you that right now. This is the guy that told Christians they can't sing during the pandemic. We don't, we don't want him being the president. What a nightmare that would be. But there are people that actually like this guy. Uh, there's a lot of people that like this guy. You'd be surprised. Some people like just because the way he looks. Some people make their decisions based on looks. You know that? That's the truth. So... Wow, what is it going to be like uh, in 24? You know, what, what is it going to be like for us, patriots and Christians that love this country, that want to see America prosper, that want to see America be energy independent, that want to see religious liberty protected, freedoms protected? That's why so many people are on edge right now, because we know it's at stake. And trust me, we're, we're going to go to war this year. I mean, I'm I need a war chest. We, we need your help. We need finances because we are, we are going to be in probably the biggest battle of our lifetime from a ministry standpoint here. So there's a lot, lot more to discuss and we're going to get into all of this. And then somehow at the end here, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know how we can find peace and rest in Jesus Christ and all of this. But you know, a lot of people say, well, you just don't talk about these things, Todd. So I'm, I'm talking about it. We are going to talk about encouragement in Jesus Christ from a biblical perspective when we get back. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. We love you. Thank you so much for letting me be here today. After praying for me, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnants. So thankful that you're here. We're going to answer a few of your questions right now before I get into some good news. Um, many people have just been asking me, Todd, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So I want to give a, a little question segment here where I answer some of these questions. And thank you for sending them in. You can always send them to me at pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. And so somebody asked me, they said, what do you think about Nikki Haley for president? Well, I don't like her. I don't trust her. I think she's a neocon. Uh, not somebody that I would like to see. Obviously, if it was Biden against Haley, I'd probably have to vote for Haley, but I'm praying and hoping that is not the case. I know the 
uh, rhinos would love that. I know that the uh, Uniparty would love that. I know that the deep state would love that. And uh, so there is a chance that we could see something like that. But I'm hoping and praying that's not a reality for us. I pray, pray that's not the case. Uh, another question was, what do you think about DeSantis? You know, DeSantis, I've talked about DeSantis on several occasions. I actually like Governor DeSantis. I don't think he should have ran against President Trump. At least the way he went about it was not right. And I think that's what's caused him a tremendous amount of problems. He should have waited his turn. He should have been an ally to President Trump instead of trying to be the alternative to President Trump. And I think that's turned MAGA against him. And so he he listened to bad counsel somewhere along the way. He's not a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. Some people are trying to paint him as a rhino. I don't necessarily think that about him. Could be. But, you know, I know some people. I know somebody that works for him. She says he's actually a believer. And, you know, he, he does allow people to lay hands on him and pray for him. And I've been in the room one time when that happened. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I think he's a bad person, a bad guy. He probably wouldn't be a bad leader, but he just, he didn't go about it the right way, in my opinion. And so I think that could have ruined him just like Pence, you know, Pence, Pence is a rhino. Pence is a, is a joke. I mean, what he did on January 6th, uh, will go down in infamy. will go down in history. He had the ability to do something. He didn't do it. And he showed his true colors. And I think president Trump is right in outing him for who he is. And by the way, I had heard that about him before from when he was governor of, I think it was Indiana. Uh, you know, people that work with him, that knew him, that knew me, said don't trust him. And uh, what they ended up saying had, uh, ended up being true. What they said ended up being true. So, um, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't dislike DeSantis. I just think he just, he just shouldn't have ran. You know, and the way he went about it, he went around President Trump, and that's, that could be the end of him. Uh, I don't know what Floridians are going to think about him from now on. You know, is he going to even be able to win in Florida again? That's a good question. He might he may have just ruined his whole chances. But not a bad guy, I don't think. Just just took some bad bad counsel as far as I, I think. But, you know, some of you may not like him. I don't know. Let me know what you think. PastorTodd.org. Uh, let's see here. Another question. What I think about Yunkin. Uh, <laughs> boy, you guys are giving me some hard political questions here. I, I think Yunkin was good for his win in Virginia. That's what Virginia needed. They needed uh, some leadership there. And, uh, you know, it seems like he did the right thing. Uh, he's done the right thing there. But I also hear that he could potentially be a rhino. I would not like to see him run for president. And I certainly would not want him to be the head of the ticket. Uh, but, of course, if that was the case, he was the head of the ticket versus Biden. Again, I probably would vote for him. But um, I like Trump. I mean, I think President Trump has shown that he loves this country, that he's willing to fight for this country. He's not perfect. He's made some mistakes along the way. But I think uh, all in all, he's proven himself to be somebody that is America first and that you know wants to see us energy independent and wants to see religious liberty and freedoms be the way the government is run in this way, that you know we have the ability to still enforce the Constitution and have constitutional judges. That's another thing President Trump did very well put some good judges in, which eventually overturned Roe v. Wade, thank God. And not saying that battle is done, but at least, you know, we've seen his policy and he took us out of foreign wars. Um, you know, his policies were good and our economy was booming under President Trump and we were energy independent and religious liberty was was uh, shining. You know, we, we, we had it. We, you know, now we're back in the, in the doghouse here as, as Christians, according to this administration. This administration is totally different. 
totally different when it comes to religious liberty, freedom, constitution, uh, American independence, uh, sovereignty, you know, our borders, all this stuff. So I, I think I'm preaching to the choir here, but obviously Trump would be a, the best person, in my opinion, to run the country. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're going to see what are they going to do? Are they going to try to convict him on one of these charges? Are they going to be successful in doing so? Are they going to be able to get him to go to jail? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, so far he's been able to be the uh, amazing, just, you know, like a like a Teflon Don is what they call him. I mean, a guy that's been able to, I mean, how many things have they tried to wage against this guy? And I, I don't think there's any other human being that I can think of that could have taken the amount of hits that President Trump has taken, and and yet he's still standing. So you got to believe there's favor on him. I know there's people out there that are saying he's going to be president before 24. I don't believe that. I, I think that's uh, absolutely, uh, you know, is anything possible? Sure. But uh, there's really no path for that to happen. And it, it's, it's, there's a lot of hopium out there. There's a lot of people still making these very big claims. And uh, I don't think there's some secret plan um, you know, I've come out many times about this. I, I'm all for patriots. I am a patriot, but I don't think there's a secret plan going on right now. Uh, that's, you know, where Trump is secretly running the country. I don't believe that. I don't believe the military is in charge of the country. I know there's people out there claiming that. I don't believe that. Uh, I believe we're in a very, uh, bad situation right now, but there is still the chance that we have this election victory in 24, and there, even then, if that were to happen, it wouldn't just be easy from there on. I mean, that would just be the beginning. Then Trump would have to fight the deep state again. And who knows how that would go. And, you know, that's if they don't take us into a world, world war scenario before then. So that's why people, why are people feeling so uh, stressed out about what's going on in our world? And you can't quite put, you know, the words to it. Well, I mean, some of the things I just talked about, I mean, inflation, uh, how much is your family spending on groceries now? I mean, compared to just only a few years ago, gas, you know, gas has actually been okay considering, but we know that that's going to change as Saudi Arabia is lowering their output and they don't want to help the Biden administration at all. And one of the reasons why the gas has been down is because he's been tapping the strategic oil reserve so much. So that's, that's going to run out. So, uh, you know, he hasn't done anything to make us energy independent. He hasn't done anything to, to protect us uh, from a potential attack. I mean, what about that with the borders and how many how many people are in our country that are possible cells and things like that? I mean, there's just so much. So so let me get into after all that, just speaking off the cuff there and trying to answer a few of your questions about some of these candidates. And and please, again, send your questions to PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. And we're going to get into the next segment here, finding encouragement in Christ, because what I feel like we all need to do is to discipline ourselves to understand that even though things are going to get real crazy in this next year, in this next season, we're not going to, the end times are not going to happen to us. We're going to happen to the end times, as my friend Mario says. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a, an in this world, but not of this world season. You know, we're, we're going to be able to survive and even thrive. We're going to see many people come to know Jesus we're going to see many Jewish people come to know Jesus. I'm believing that we are on the cusp of the greatest revival in the history of the world. But as this happens, though, it's going to be extremely stressful in the world. So we're going to have to discipline ourselves how to not only survive, but thrive in this environment. And so that's that's what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the show. So stay, stay tuned. This is going to help you. 
It's going to encourage you. PastorTodd.org is the website. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. All around the world, we're streaming now live on your radio, on your podcast. We are coming out with a new app that's going to be coming out very soon. Expect it. Be ready for it so we don't have to be censored. I will be doing live streams on that app. I'm so excited for that, let me tell you. And so thank you to those that have helped us financially. Uh, We are in a major battle. It's David versus Goliath, but we are standing. This ministry is standing. One of the few pastors in America that speaks about any of these things. Don't get political. Don't get political, Pastor Todd, they tell me. Well, meanwhile, we're fighting for the very survival of our country. Don't get political. Yeah. Okay, buddy. They don't get it. You get it, though. You get it. Thank you for getting it. Thank you for praying for us. We pray for you. And we are finding encouragement in Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you a biblical perspective. You know, our life is filled with challenges. We just mentioned a bunch of them. A lot of uncertainties. Moments of despair. You know, in the midst of all what's going on in the world right now, some of you are dealing with loss of loved ones. Some of you are dealing with despair in your own life, your marriage, your job, your finances. So not only do you have to bear the burden of what's going on in the macro, in the world, which is very stressful, but you're also dealing with tough times in your own life. And in these times, we've got to turn to our faith for encouragement, for strength. We've, we've got to understand that is where our strength comes from. It's from Jesus Christ. He's our source. And, and he doesn't run out of power. He doesn't run out of resources. He is God. He created everything, heaven and earth. And so for us, the Bible offers this massive source of inspiration. And it's, it's the central pillar of encouragement, which is found in Jesus Christ, his word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. Jesus is the word. And we're going to explore how you're going to stay encouraged in Christ and why this is essential according to the teachings of the Bible. You've got to stay encouraged. Even though it's crazy, we've got to be encouraged every day. How do we do that? How do we find encouragement when we're going through all these different challenges in our life? How do we find encouragement when we look at our bank account and the funds aren't there? How do we find encouragement when when our marriage is struggling, when our child is in rebellion, when they're on drugs or alcohol? How do we find encouragement? How do we find encouragement when our family turns against us? When people in our life are mean-spirited and rude and nasty. You know, just like what the Bible says, people are going to be lovers of themselves, haughty. And so I want you to understand that Jesus offers peace. This isn't something that I'm just saying to say. It's not, you know, oh, Jesus offers peace. No, Jesus does. He offers peace and comfort. He really does. That's how people say, what's the secret sauce, Pastor Todd? It's that I actually have peace in Christ. You see, in the Gospel of John, Jesus assures his followers, that's us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Well, gosh, that's a post on social media right there, right? 
I mean, there it is. This promise of peace in the midst of life's storms is a source of great encouragement. It reminds us that we can find solace and comfort in and through our relationship in Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. He is our present help in time of need. He's our hope. He is the he is the the source. I want you to get that. He's the strength in our weakness. Paul, the apostle, in his letters to the Corinthians, he highlights the idea of finding encouragement in Christ during times of weakness. He writes this. He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That's 2 Corinthians 12, 9. This verse is reminding us that when we are at our lowest, when we're in that season of need and doubt and fear and anxiety, and, and we need to understand who we are in this crazy world. This verse is reminding us when we're at our lowest that Jesus offers his strength to carry us through. We've got to understand that we've got to lay certain things down at the foot of the cross. You know, when I get into talking about the news, I almost don't even like reporting it anymore. Because the thing is, it's just so negative. It's just so bad. It's just so hopeless. And what I found is in this hour, my faith is more important than ever before because without it, there's no way I could be doing what I'm doing. But with it, I can lay down my burden, that thing in my life that's driving me crazy, that thing in my life that's, that's the source of my discouragement, that's the source of my pain and my suffering. I can say, God This is too much for me to bear. And so I'm giving this to you. You, Lord, take this burden. And I literally disconnect from it and lay it at the foot of the cross. Doesn't mean I stop praying, but I lay it at the foot of the cross. Because I know that if I sit and dwell on that thing, whatever it is, it's going to metastasize. It's going to be like a cancer in my life. It It will drain me. It will cause me to get physically sick and ill. And I'm going to tell you something. Can I just be real with you? When I get super stressed out, I start noticing things in my body. You probably have this too. Certain pains start happening. It's a manifestation. It's a demonic manifestation. Certain pains happen. I, I, I feel restless. I can tell my blood pressure goes up, and it does. Um. You know, sometimes I lose sleep and you know what else happens? My hair thins. It's true. And then it comes back when, I, when I'm able to lay it at the foot of the cross. It, when I lay something down at the foot of the cross, all of a sudden I'm able to rest and find peace and hope and strength. And remember, this isn't my burden to bear. Somebody needs to hear that today. So Jesus offers his strength to carry us through. He's offering it right now to you to carry you through. He is the hope. Number three, hope in the midst of trials. You know, the Bible acknowledges that trials and tribulations are part of life. You're going to have them. I'm going to have them. However, it encourages us to maintain hope even in the middle of these difficult circumstances. You know, Romans 15, 13 says this. May the hope of God fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
God doesn't just want you have, having some hope. He wants you overflowing with hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That means we got to be filled with the Spirit. We got to be given the Spirit. We got to inquire of the Spirit. That means that we have to trust in the Lord our God. Lean not on our own understanding. No matter what the trial. Oh, but Pastor Todd, you don't understand. It's so bad. My daughter, my son, my marriage, my family, my finances, my health. You don't understand, Pastor Todd. Oh, I do. But you know who does even more? God. But it's so bad. Yes, but has he got you through so bad before? Yes. Are you still here even though you've been through some things in your life? Yes. What, what is it that's making you think that God isn't going to get you through this also? Well, because times are tougher and things are worse. Sure, but that's actually what the Bible said would happen, isn't it? So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. As you trust in him. That's our problem. We don't trust. I'm guilty of this too. We're not trusting. Why are we not trusting in God? This is the author and finisher of our story. This is the one who created. Why don't we trust him? Because the world has made it to where the devil is more powerful than God. And that is a bunch of nonsense. So let's read this verse again because this is going to unlock something right here. May the God of hope, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. As you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's emphasizing that our trust in Jesus will fill us with hope even in the darkest times. But there's two actions there. Number one, as we trust him. And number two, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Make sure you understand that. Number four, we have a Savior who understands. The book of Hebrews describes Jesus as a high priest who can empathize with our weaknesses because he himself faced temptations and trials. In Hebrews 4.15, it says this. Hebrews 4.15, knowing that Jesus understands our struggles and there is to is and is there to intercede on our behalf. That's a profound source of encouragement. We're not alone in our challenges. Jesus understands our struggles and is there to intercede on our behalf. That is so big. Did you get what, what the Bible just said there? Jesus understands our struggles and is there to intercede on our behalf. That's big. That's huge. The God of heaven and earth, the triune God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus himself is there to intercede on behalf of our situation and is the source of encouragement. We're not alone in our challenges. I want you to understand how much God loves you. There's a lot of people that feel small, that feel insignificant. Maybe that's you. I I hear this a lot. People come to me and they say, well, I'm just a nobody. Why do you say that about yourself? That's not true. You were made fearfully and wonderfully. He says, for I know the plans I have for you. Plans of hope and a future. His promise is yes and amen. He made you fearfully and wonderfully. Like I just said, took his time on you. There's no one else like you. No one else can walk in your shoes. No one else can be you. You have to stand up in your life and and fill your own shoes. God's given you a purpose. 
Don't tell me I'm a nobody. I don't like hearing that. I'm a nobody. You know who doesn't like hearing that? God. Because God's like, wait, I made you. I, I, I made you exactly the way you are for a reason and a purpose. And I know the plans I have for you. Don't tell me you're a nobody. Somebody's got to stop saying that out there about yourself. And you got to stop feeling small. Just because somebody in your life belittled you, just because somebody was mean-spirited, they weren't coming from God. They were literally doing the work of the devil, saying something to you, and you listen to them. You listen to that word. Why? Why did you li- Who cares what that person said? Who cares what that person has? They're a fly on the wall. If they're not speaking from the voice or the heart of God or his word, who cares what they said? It doesn't have any, any stick to itness in your life. It doesn't have any weight. It doesn't have any value. It's not real. But so many people have allowed that to stay and stick. And we've got to understand, we've got a savior who understands everything that we're going through. And he is the source. So in the beginning, I sounded pretty down, right? Because I was talking about the world. I was talking about the, the natural, the flesh. And the, and the situation is grim in the natural. And so when I start meditating on that, when I start staying in that place, and that, that's where I'm living, yeah, I'm going to sound down. Because it's no good news. But when you start getting in the spirit, notice how when I started talking about the Bible, I started lighting up. Because what happened was there was an empowerment of the Holy Spirit that came upon me. Why? Because I'm speaking the word of God. You see the difference of being in the flesh versus being in the spirit? You see what God will do even in one conversation on one radio show? That's what he wants to do in your life in a big way. That's what he wants to do in all of our lives. He wants to be a game changer. He He wants to change the situation. We're in it, but we're not of it. All right, this is going to be good. Stay tuned, PastorTodd.org. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. So glad that you're here. Boy, that last segment got me encouraged. I don't know about you. That got me encouraged. A savior that understands. You know, we were just talking about... um, and it's just amazing how you go from the world and talking about the flesh and all the stuff's going on in the natural. And it's like, wah, wah, you know, just down. And then you start talking about finding encouragement in Christ. And all of a sudden, you take off. You know, you, you take off because it's like this is the, the, the hope. This is the, 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 what we need to be feeding our soul, the manna, if you will. Yeah, life can be filled with challenges, uncertainties, and moments of despair. Sure. For Christians, the Bible offers a source of inspiration. And one of the central pillars of encouragement is found in Jesus Christ. We said, number one, he offers peace and comfort. Number two, he offers strength and weakness. Number three, he's the hope in the midst of trials. Number four, he's a savior that understands. Number five, it's an eternal perspective. See, there, there, I used to have this uh, college group that I did at a church in Los Angeles and we called it ALIVE, Always Living in View of Eternity. That was the acronym, Always Living in View of Eternity. As a key aspect of Christian encouragement, we've got to understand the main thing is our eternal life, and Jesus, we're just passing through. You know, in John eleven twenty five through 26, Jesus declares, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you understand that? 
you're not going to die. I mean, we talk that, you know, there's cliches out there. I've always heard people say, you know, uh, we're going to rule and reign for all eternity. But, you know, it's like, do anybody, does anybody really believe like what they're saying? Like, think about what you're saying. You're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the author, the finisher of our faith. That should be something that we're jumping up and down about. Like, if we really grasp the enormity of what that statement says, we're going to rule and reign with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I mean, we can't even fathom. Think about the craziest sci-fi movie you've ever seen. Just amazing graphics and you know, it's going to be a million times crazier than that, a million times better than the best case scenario that we could possibly fathom in our human brain. We're going to rule and reign. And so I am the resurrection and the life. He's like, I'm the life. Like, I'm the air that you breathe. I'm the life. And the one who believes in me, even though you're going to die here in the natural, whoever lives By believing in me, you're not going to die. This is the eternal perspective. We're not going to die. What about, I mean, talk about profound encouragement. My gosh, we're not going to die. That our trials on this earth are temporary, but a glorious future awaits us in Christ. Have you thought about this lately? Why the battle for your soul is so intense? Why you're dealing with the drama with your daughter? Why you're dealing with the drama with your spouse, your son, the rebellion in your family? Do you understand why you're dealing with that? It's because you're in this epic battle, not only for your soul, but for their souls. And if just one of them, just two of them, a couple of them come to know Jesus, they're going to they're gonna change from going to hell for all eternity to, to ruling and reigning with Christ. I mean, that's the biggest loss ever for the enemy. Think about that. He loses a soul. Every time somebody comes into the kingdom of God, no wonder the angels are rejoicing. That's soul. That's all eternity. That's not just for what's happening on earth right now. That's another one bites the dust, devil. All eternity, ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. So, of course, the devil in this late hour right now that we're in where it's getting closer and closer than ever for him to be in the lake of fire, the bottomless pit, all the things that await the devil and the demons and the demonic and the evil. They know their time is short. They hear it. They see it. They know. So they're raging right now, and they're trying to take you down with them. So if you're in a battle, put your chin up right now. You're on the winning team. You're a winner. You're going to rule and reign for all eternity. We're just passing through in this world. Stay encouraged in Christ, according to the Bible. It's about finding hope, peace, strength, and comfort in our faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with the faith of a mustard seed, we will move that mountain. The scriptures offer a multitude of verses and teachings that remind us of the unwavering support and love that we have in our Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we face these challenges, we got to turn to the Bible. We got to turn to the Holy Spirit. We got to draw inspiration from the words of Jesus, from the apostles, knowing that our faith provides a steadfast source of encouragement anytime we need it. We can lay these things down at the foot of the cross. That's what my other show is going to be about this week is laying things down at the foot of the cross. We need to learn this. This is a discipline. 
See, as a pastor, I hear all kinds of bad news almost every day of my life. If I dwell in that and sit in it, it becomes me. It, encompass, it encompasses me. You know, there's a Michael W. Smith song that says, this is how we fight our battles. How? Prayer. But every time it says, when I think I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by him. When you think you're surrounded by the fiery darts of hell, when you think you're surrounded, know that you're surrounded by him, Jesus, his warring angels. He, he's given you the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Your feet are shot in the preparation of peace. You, you're, you're armored up. You're armored up and you're not going to lose. And so just kick that negative thought about losing to the curve. You're not going to do it. You're not going to lose. The world is bad news. That's why I don't get into the news that much anymore. You know, I used to go play by play with the news and a lot of people appreciated that and I get it, trust me. And some people are still doing it out there and so, you know, good, they're doing it. But why, why don't I personally dwell in the news 24-7 right now? I mean, let me just read some of the things that are on the, the, the reports right now. Israel deploys ferocious attack dogs to rip Hamas. Top terror brass live inside Gaza, uh, outside Gaza. So they're saying like, you know, a lot of the Hamas leadership is outside of Gaza, maybe in the United States. U.S. nuke sub arrives in Middle East. I mean, Russia expanding military in, Lib- in Libya. I mean, I could just go down the list of bad news. Or I could talk about the good news. And, and what the, what's, what's going to happen with the good news? You're going to be set up for success. What's going what's gonna to be the good news is that, you know what? God, Jesus has overcome the world. He's that strong tower that the righteous run in and we're safe. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Doesn't that sound like a better plan than the, than the plan of getting discouraged and down and depressed and weary and tired and all that nonsense that the devil wants us to feel right now? Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you for everybody that's listening to the broadcast today. And I just, at first I felt discouraged just like everyone else reading through the news. But as the show went on today, I felt your presence. I felt your anointing. As we started getting into the word, I felt people being lifted up. And so, Lord, that's what I'm praying right now. I'm praying that folks that are listening to today's broadcast are lifted up. I pray that they're lifted up in you, God. I pray that, Lord, you, you give us what we need in our lives to be strong. You give us in our lives what we need to, to be encouraged. Let us have a stronger faith in you. And I pray that this person, I was going to go to break there, but we're going to stay for a minute here. I really believe that, that somebody's having a breakthrough right now. So I want to go for about another minute or so here before we go to break. And the show's over by then. But look, I, I just, I, I'm going I'm to skip the break that we had because I think it's so important. Somebody's having a breakthrough right now. And I don't know who it is on here, but somebody, something clicked in you today. And you said, you know what? I've been dwelling in the negative. I've been dwelling in, in the world, in the flesh. And God is telling me to, to level up right now, to rise up to stand and I'm going to lay down my burden at the foot of the cross. I felt this so strong when I was praying. If this is you, let me know, write me pastortodd.org. I believe you're having a breakthrough today. You've been carrying a heavy weight. Yes, I am talking to you. Stop carrying the heavy weight. Leave it at the foot of the cross today. It's not your burden to bear. 
He loves you. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He loves you. He's saying you don't have to carry this burden, this weight anymore. Lay it down. Lay it down in, at, at the hands of Jesus. Lay it down at the hands of Jesus. Your breakthrough is now. Your breakthrough is now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow. I mean, we, we, we held the program over. We didn't go to the break for you. And I want you to know that. God said to, to just hold on for a minute. All right. I hope you got something out of today. Stand strong. Put on the full armor of God. Smile. Read the word. Have an active prayer life. We're in it, but we're not of it. I'm not. Look, here's the deal. The end times aren't happening to me. I'm happening to the end times. All right. We love you. Bless you. We'll see you next week. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Todd Coconado Show. If you're listening to this message, that means you're either watching on Facebook or one of our streaming platforms or on the podcast. But I just want to thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your support. We need your support. We're going into a year where it's going to be unlike any other that we've ever walked through. And we're trying to build a war chest for what's to come. And we're believing in faith that God is going to provide as he always does. But you are the fuel, listeners. You are the fuel that helps us do what we're doing. Many people say, what can I do? Please support us. Please become a monthly partner. Pray about that. PastorTodd.org is the website. PastorTodd.org. Or you can go to ToddCoconado.com slash give. ToddCoconado.com slash give. Thank you so much. God bless you. And remember, wherever there is a remnant, that means God is not done moving.